G'day, good people. My name's Eero. This is my podcast called Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. This is episode 19, would you believe? We are absolutely smashing through them. So what's on today's episode? I'm talking about 3D printing. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. So what is 3D printing? Well, I mean, it, the title pretty much explains what it is, but I'll go through it anyway for those laymans out there, which uh, I'm certainly one of them. <laughs> um, so it's basically creating a three-dimensional object via a printer by laying down um, layer after layer of a material. So uh, generally, it's like a you know, like in our world, it's plastics. But believe it or not, you can uh, you can do all sorts of things, push all sorts of things through there to make a three object um, like for instance there's a family in France who have just moved into their own 3d printed house now I remember years ago working with a chap who um, this is a long time ago who said one day he said mark my words one day Luke um, 3d printing will exist and people will be building houses we'll be able to do affordable housing uh, for like third world countries and stuff via a printer and I sort of shook my head thought, you're a lunatic, my friend, you're a lunatic. But lo and behold, here we are, 2020, and well, and for the last few years now, we've uh, we've had such things as 3D printing. Now, I'm not the most technologically minded. Uh, in fact, yeah, I'm not very savvy when it comes to tech stuff at all. I probably do better than like an, a 95-year-old man who, um, you know, has no understanding what a mobile phone is. I think I'm a little bit above that but not much more therefore i'm not gonna bang on about all the technical side of stuff because i frankly don't know so how does 3d printing relate when it comes to our beloved hobby well i'm not gonna be as bold as to say it's reshaped excuse the pun um the way we look at the hobby like i think there's always going to be manufacturers of miniatures there's always going to be us uh, minions buying the said miniatures but I think what it's done is given like things like terrain building and uh, conversions and, um, you know, it's the world building, whatever you want to call it, it's given us another tool at our disposal to go, hmm, well, if I don't have this, I'm going to build it. Um, and that could be from a tiny little um, piece, like a, a one little component to, yeah, to a whole village of, you know, that's been 3D printed. But as I say, I think there's always going to be a need for manufacturers of miniatures. We're always going to there's always going to be a games workshop, for example, um, because there's the the marketing, there's the hype, there's the social in, the social media interaction, there's I don't know, there's the design, there's the art behind it, there's everything behind it, which you know, printing out um, a miniature on your own it doesn't. Uh, it's cool, don't get me wrong, and we'll get into how cool I think it is shortly, but I, I, I think it's not going to take anything away from ordering online your favourite box of miniatures that have just come out, or even or going into a, uh, you know, a bricks and mortar shop and perusing the aisles and looking at all the fantastic little toys and going, oh, I could have that one, that one, that one. So I think, I think what it's going to do, though, 
or what it's doing is, yeah, giving you another tool at your disposal. So if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you need, I don't know, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but say you need a small warband of dwarves and you're like, oh, bugger, Barry's coming over. He loves dwarves. I haven't got any dwarves. He's left his dwarves at his mum's house. Oh, I'll make sure, you know, by the time he comes over in a week's time, I'll print myself seven happy little dwarves. Oh yeah, and I need some like dwarven um, vehicles, like a gyrocopter, which I don't have, so I'll print that as well. That'd be awesome. So I think, you know, I think there's definitely a great need and call for things like 3D printing. Let's try this for an analogy. Um, going to the cinema, right? Now that's quite the experience, isn't it? You think about it, you wanna go see something like Rise of Skywalker at the cinema. You don't want you know, some sort of uh, copy that's been handed to you on a USB from your mate's boss who managed to download it at work and it's got some dude standing up in the middle of it and these little watermarks in the corner that say property of Disney or something, <laughs> you know? You don't want that. You want to go to the cinema with your mates in the dark with a big box of popcorn or a big bag of Maltesers that's cost you $65 um, and have that experience, the sounds, the visuals, everything. Everything is so much better. You, you, you know. So the analogy is with 3D printing, yes, you can print some awesome stuff. And again, I'll get into that shortly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You still want the, the magic. Oh, <laughs> I should work for Games Workshop. You still want the magic that places like Games Workshop offer the website, their, their products, um, everything. Their presence is a presence. You know, you still want that. I know I always bang on about GW, but they are my favorite. But like Warlord Games, for example, it's the same thing. You jump on their website and it's very hard for me to say no to things because I see something, oh, I could, I could do some, you know, Romans. I could do some Vikings. I could do some Napoleonic quite easily. Uh, so, <laughs> so there's so much choice there that that inspires you to go, oh, I could do that, I could do that, I could do that. Whereas with 3D printing, you're sort of left to your own devices. And yes, you can jump online and, and uh, look at Google Images and be inspired that way, of course, and go, oh, I could print out a whole army of these guys. But I don't know, there's a bit of, there's a bit of sort of, it's easier to, <laughs> to go to someone that's already done all the hard work and you're just buying the bits and bobs. One aspect of 3D printing that I think is really cool is uh, the fact that you can buy the program for the particular item. So you've got companies out there doing all the hard yards. They're doing all the design work for like a, um, a Lord of the Rings style sort of tavern and they've designed it and it's beautiful. And you look at you look at the image online and you go, wow, yeah, that's perfect. It's got a nice slated roof. It's got a damaged wizard's tower. It's got cobblestone walls, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you're blown away. And you can buy it printed and it might be 120 pounds or 100 and whatever dollars. And you can do that. Or you could buy the program, if you've got a 3D printer yourself and all the materials, you can buy the actual program for maybe half the price or even a third of the price and do it all yourself. Now, me personally, I'll never go down that path. Well, I'm 95% sure I'll never go down that path of as far as 
having my own 3D printer and buying programs and doing it myself. It kind of intrigues me. I kind of think only, uh, you know what intrigues me is the the um, creative side. So me coming up with the programs or me coming up with the design and then printing it. That is, that's much more appealing than buying someone else's program. But overall, I don't think I'll do any of it. I think one, because I'm lazy, <laughs> a little bit. Well, when it comes to that stuff like that, like learning computers and printers doesn't interest me. So they're, so therefore, I can't see myself um, I'm doing that. And yeah, I don't know, two, yeah, I just think I'd rather shop. I'd rather jump online and go, oh, I like that one, like that one, like that one. I can change this one if I buy that, and that's cool too. What I really need is someone who has a 3D printer and enjoys just doing all the printing. I'll give him the designs and he does all the printing. I think that's a fair deal. Igor! Igor! Where is that lazy slave? I'm sorry, master. I was darning your socks and cleaning the dishes and gardening and cleaning everything else. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear excuses, you son of a motherless goat. I want you to go down to the shops, buy a 3D printer, and start 3D printing all my crazy creations. Yes, my master. I'll go straight down now and do it. May I have some money? Because I hear it's quite expensive. No, you may not have any money, you ungrateful swine. What do I pay you for? Um, you don't actually pay me, master, but that's okay. That's my fault. I'll get going. There's quite a few people I follow on my blog who um, do the old 3D printing. And it seems like it's, uh, you know, obviously it's all fairly amateurish, I suppose, but it seems like it's a bit of a trial by error, um, trial and error, uh, because, yeah, I'm, I don't know if it's down to the machinery, like whether, you know, well, I suppose it is in a way, the more you pay, the better it is. Maybe it's a case of that, I'm not sure. But I, th I feel like with a bit of tweaking here and there, the people that I follow on the blog anyway, um, seem to, in the end, get quite good results. But yeah, for me, it's in the too hard basket, you know, and the, the time I do have, now I've got a very busy life, but the time I do have for the hobby, I want to spend converting and painting, building, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, sitting around tweaking and fiddling with a printer. But my hat certainly goes off to those people that have the patience to do such things. When it comes to the costs involved for 3D printing, uh, you, you, you can, there's a bit of outlay. So if you want a decent printer, you're going to be spending three, $400 upwards for something, you know, of a reasonable, good quality. Plus, then you've got to bowl the materials and then there's the time and all that kind of thing. But I think if you've got the patience, as I said, and you want to save yourself some money in the long run, then yes, it could be a worthwhile investment. Then there's little old me who isn't going to get a printer but really likes the 3D printed stuff I'm seeing online on eBay and on Etsy in particular. And of course, you've got all your little spin-off companies as well. Like there's a company called... I think they're actually called printedscenery.com and you can buy the programs or the printed items. And I think you can buy them painted as well. Is that the same? Well, I'm not sure about that. But they're not cheap. So, well, they're, they're actually, I would, in comparison to say Games Workshop Terrain, I would say some items are much of a muchness, some items are a lot cheaper, some items are more expensive. Now, I'm not sure why. Maybe there's more components or, or you know, if you're going to build a, if you're a 3D printing a castle, 
and it's just a castle in one big piece, then that's going to be cheaper than a castle full of all different components, the, the gatehouse, the drawbridge, the moat, the towers, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there's obviously the cost involved as far as covering the labour. And from what I've seen firsthand, the quality from these manufacturers, from these people setting up little uh, online businesses, printing whatever you want, the quality is exceptional. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. Ah, right. The hobby spotlight today, as I drive home from my long day at work, is on a 3D printing company, which uh, yeah suits the episode called OTP. Um, go check these guys out. OTP 3D printing. Just type that in, you'll find them. Um, Australian based, which is awesome because it saves me some money on the uh, on the old, uh, what do you call it, postage. So that's great uh, <laughs> um, because I'm cheap. No, no. Uh, they have everything and anything you want. They really do. They've got, what have they got? They've got ornate villages like uh, I think it's called Wind, Wind, Wintervale or something or the city of Turok they're really you know the ones like really um, sort of bent out of shape wizardy slaty roofs all the um, the timber joints and joists are all sort of misshapen and old ye looking like think of an old kind of tavern in Lord of the Rings or something like that with stained glass windows Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. They've got all that kind of thing. They've got a gothic train set, which um, I've uh, uh, got my hands on. Um, I They've got the train tracks as well, which is kind of cool if you're a bit of a, a details person like me. I you know, I don't want a train unless it's got the tracks, kind of. Yeah, that's that makes sense to me. It's not a hover train, it's actually a train. And very, very Warhammer-ish, you know, very gothic, old gothic sort of style in a science fiction-based look as well, that kind of vibe. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, what else have they got? They've got um, lots of science fiction stuff. They've got, um, what do you call it, the uh, like the industrial sort of walls and stuff, like if you're into, um, what do you call it, Necromunda um, or Space Hulk, that kind of setting. They've got oh, scatter pieces. They've got everything. They really do. I'm racking my brain now. They've got um, they've got trees. They've got shanty town type things. I'm picking up some of those as well for the Hellgate project. Um, they've got all different styles of huts and houses. I picked up uh, about a month or so ago. I picked up a um, like a stone hut. Just a, it was a cheaper one. Just wanted to um, trial it, I suppose, because yeah, it's the first time I've ever like got my hands on um, larger 3D printed terrain pieces. So, you know, really wanted to, I did a little bit of research and I found that, I found out that often 3D printed stuff can be a bit warped or doesn't line up properly, like the corners don't line up properly or the roof wouldn't line up properly. But honestly, absolutely no problem whatsoever. Um, I got the 28 millimeter scale and like we talked in um, episode 18, Scale is a tricky thing at the best of times. Um, so it's definitely suited to your Perry min miniatures. It's a little bit small for hero scale, but still passable in my book. It's still doable. So that's why, you know, I've decided to, you know, get trains and, and oh, the other, re the more recent thing I've uh, 
place an order for is um, a Dwarven airship, which again is for my Hell, Hellgate project. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a big balloon. It's got like an actual wooden ship hanging underneath it as the, you know, as the cockpit or whatever you want to call it. But it's like actually a wooden ship, which is really, really cool. Can't wait to paint that and, and probably tinker a little bit, add some jets and stuff like that to it maybe. But yeah, I've been well impressed with their, just the, the scope of their range is just, you know, you could sit there for a good couple of hours just looking at all their bits and pieces that they can do. Everything is obviously being 3D printed. Everything is made to order. I'm pretty certain they don't have, um, you know, piles and piles of stock ready to rock and roll, but that's okay. You know, if you're willing to wait a little bit, um, I think ordering roughly, well, especially during COVID-19 takes a while. And that's, and I'm living in the same country as those guys. They're based in um, uh, WA, uh, Western Australia. So yeah, do yourself a favor, just type in OTP terrain or OTP 3D printing and you'll find these guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm super duper impressed with them. It's definitely made me go, hmm, 3D printing is actually kind of cool. I, uh, not enough for me to go and buy a 3D printer myself, but enough for me to start looking around at other manufacturers and see what they're offering. I've, I've done a bit of looking, uh, researching on Etsy. You just type in 3D printed terrain and there's pages and pages and pages of gear there. Uh, so Dragon's Rest, I think, is another one that's a really good range as far as 3D printed terrain pieces, buildings and such. Um, but yeah, that's the hobby spotlight today. I, I, I don't know what else to say except for just well worth your money. Um, they're quite affordable. Um, they're not, you know, ridiculously priced like other manufacturers. Like, you know, I love Games Workshop and I love their terrain, but it, it is pretty pricey. Like, you know, yeah, it adds up. So, but yeah, OTP are, are, are fairly competitive, I'd say. So go check them out, guys. That's OTP 3D Printing. I wonder if I can print myself a big shooter. Just wanted to say a quick thank you to Wes and Galactic6 who emailed me just to say keep up the good work and keep the episodes coming. Thanks, guys. It's nice of you to make the effort to do that. And also to John, just it was just John, um, who emailed me to say that he wants to hear more music um you know my music my weird hellgate music so <laughs> uh so that's cool so i might try and work on a bit more of that and, sh and showcase some of that later on down the track if you want to email me you can on imperial rebel orc at gmail.com it can be anything you want but um preferably hobby related <laughs> or just you know like uh, the other guys did and just said well done that's i'm always appreciative of that kind of feedback um you can find me on instagram imperial rebel orc you can also follow and read my blog posts on imperial rebel orc WordPress. I haven't had a great deal of spare time lately for the beloved hobby. So yeah, I haven't really achieved a great deal, I suppose. I did finish a couple more um, Eternal Scourge miniatures for a warband for Hellgate. But other than that, yeah, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, I've, well, quiet with the hobby front. I've been very busy with work. You know how it is, guys. Work, family, all sorts of stuff, you, 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 your commitments. 
that, yeah, sometimes time can be scarce, <laughs> which is a shame. But, you know, one day I'll be retired and have all the time in the world, but then there'll be grandkids to look after and all that kind of thing too, I'm sure. That's it for episode 19. Thanks for listening. In episode 20, this is a little preview. I'm talking Inc. 28. You've been listening to The Imperial Red Owl Podcast.